in this week's complaint corner, defenders, smash bros, and some other shit. This is Critically Complained. Hi, I'm Adam, and this is Steve, and first, we are talking John Favreau, because we can. So, let's just, let's just get started. We have a lot to talk about today, so we're just gonna go for it. Uh, John Favreau, who is the director of Iron Man and The Jungle Book, that is the live-action Jungle Book, uh, is going to write and produce a live-action Star Wars TV series, which is super cool. We already knew about the Star Wars TV, the live-action Star Wars TV series. Uh, we talked about that before. Uh, but we did not know that John Favreau was going to be involved. And I'm very excited. What do you think about this, Steve? Uh, never heard of this guy until he's made this announcement, Adam. So I'm See, super excited. <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard of this guy. I mean, you've seen the first two Iron Man movies, right? Yes. And I've did also seen like... the live-action Jungle Book movie. But that doesn't and mean I know who directed it. Um, uh, well, he also played uh, Happy Hogan. or No, that's not his name. Wait, yeah, it is. Happy in uh, the, the Iron Man movies. Oh, know, okay. Tony's well, bodyguard. there you go. See, now I know who that, that is. Guy. Well, there you go. You just said that. Well, because he's just the, he's just the actor. I'm talking about what he directed. That's more relevant to the conversation because he's directing, he's writing and producing the live action. Adam, Star you Wars know series. I only know famous people's names by roles they've played in movies. <laughs> Will okay, Ferrell fine. was Elf for like six years to me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Still. So Happy Hogan's making a movie is, and a TV show. Happy Hogan, Happy, Mo Happy Hogan is making a Star Wars TV show, yes. Okay. Uh, and it's very exciting because he's a very competent director. He's direct He actually, actually, you know, it's funny you mention Elf. He also directed Elf. Oh, well, what a, what a guy. Yeah. So prolific. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a very, very um, talented director in the sense that he has been in so many different genres. You've got a family friendly family friendly christmas movie in elf you've got a an action superhero movie in iron man 1 and 2 uh and then you've got a cgi heavy children's movie in the jungle book and he directed all of them and did a pretty good job on all of them i don't like iron man 2 that much but i don't blame him for the issues with iron man 2 it's uh, very big of you uh, I'm, All right. I'm a nice guy. Well, hang on. Do what we know anything about this Star Wars TV show no. yet? No. <laughs> this is okay. it. This is this is the extent of our knowledge. So, no, he's doing uh, it, and then it exists. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Oh, and it's going to be on the Disney streaming service. We know that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I'll never see it then, so I don't care. Oh, I will, because I, I've already decided I'm totally going to buy that shit, and <laughs> I hate myself already, but I don't care. <laughs> Damn you, commercialism. Literally, all, all you got to do is just be like, Star Wars TV series exclusive 2, and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to buy that. <laughs> like, oh, I don't Adam. care what it is. Uh, the only way I won't be getting it, if, if it's like more than like, I don't know, $15 a month, like that's like way too much. Like I'm not going to – I won't be paying $20 a month just so I can watch my Star Wars. Oh, but 15 that's the bar for you? $15 yeah, a month 15, to borrow yep. Star Wars? Yes, that's correct. Okay. I mean, I guess I could wait for like the Blu-rays of the shows to come out after the fact, but I don't want to do that. that no, I understand. Takes that's too long. No, no one does that, Adam. I understand. I do that. I did that with Star Wars Rebels, which sucked. <laughs> I had to. I, I I don't have television, so I have to. I had to like figure out some way to watch the show. So I bought the first three seasons on Blu-ray, and then I recorded the show at my parents' house and went and watched the final season. Well, there. why didn't you just tune into the Star Wars live-action radio drama? 
<laughs> you know, I would if it was available, Steve. Don't even freaking question me right now. I, mean, I bet you would. Oh, my God, Adam. I, I would. I straight up would. Like, you have no idea. Anyway. Uh, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna move on because you're being a little shit. So, <laughs> but this is good news. He's a good director, and I'm excited for this new series. I want them to tell me what it is. I want to be. I want to know some real concrete details about like plot and junk. It's like, come on. Who do you think it's are, gonna be about? These guys are drag. I'm thinking it's going to be about uh, the resistance in uh, like right before episode seven. That's my guess. I think it's gonna be ah. in the sequel era. Right around then. That's that's where I'm going with it. Well, I look forward to finding out details about Poe Dameron and such. Yeah, 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 like that. But I don't think Poe Dameron's going to be in it. Well, no, he probably costs the... real money now. Yeah, they, they, they can't afford that shit. <laughs> but I think some... I think... And obviously Leia can't be in it. So nope. I'm thinking at most you'll get maybe like Poe Dameron, maybe Rose. You might be able to snag Rose. If oh, you're lucky. thank God. Uh, yeah, I know. She's everyone's favorite character, so. Where's Jar Jar? What's he up to? <laughs> actually, do you want to know the I kind of do, actually. What has he uh, been doing? Because we saw him Jar -Jar... in the Senate in the prequels, but um, he's just after, gone now. After he, um, after he basically allowed the, um, the Emperor to rise to power, because he was, it was Jar Jar who made the speech that mm -hmm. I remember. gave ult, gave ultimate power to uh, Palpatine. I know. Uh, and after that, after that, he basically was vilified by everybody because he did that, and so he was sent back to Naboo penniless, and he became a street clown. Basically, he entertains children, and all of the adults laugh and or ignore him. Because he is so reviled as the guy who put Palpatine in power. Wow. And I, I this is canon. This actually happened. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. It's actually, it's actually very sad. Like, I don't like Jar Jar, but I kind of feel bad for him now. It's just like, oh. Wasn't he like an accidental him. war hero at the end of the yes, first movie? Yes, that's, that is entirely correct. Damn. Yes, he is a war hero slash senator slash street clown that is jar jar's <laughs> if you go into his resume that is his resume wow. it's amazing <laughs> wow congrats jar jar you've anyway, really made we're it getting very off topic now so we're gonna move on now still star wars uh it is star wars it's still there okay christian ritter uh who's uh, who's jessica jones who plays jessica jones uh says that defenders season two is unlikely she didn't say that it was impossible because obviously she's not the one who makes those decisions. But she did say that there hasn't been a lot of talk. There hasn't been a whole lot of talks about it, at least not yet. And I'm very, very not happy about that. I mean, okay, I feel con I actually I feel a little conflicted. So on the one hand, I do think that Defenders had some issues, and I think that the individual shows, by and large, are better. Yeah. And I want those to continue. Well, fifty percent uh, of the shows are definitely better. It's arguable yeah. <laughs> the other two, how you, depending on how you feel. But yes, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, that being said, I also think that it's they, they spent all this time setting up these characters and setting them up for this big crossover. Then they made the big crossover. It was only okay. And now that's it. They're just going to keep going with the regular with the individual shows and just say fuck it to the crossover. That was the whole point. That yeah, it really does we seem odd. I mean, it like, seems weird. It's it's like you set up the you know the, this this culmination big deal thing, and then we get it for like one season, and they go off and do their thing, and then it's like oh cool when's the next bit happening? No that was no that was it. We're done. Yeah, that yeah, was all we that's wanted. It. 
Sorry. Yeah, it it does more. feel an awful lot like edging and just never coming. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like that. Like it's just like come on. Like like this. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of bitter about it. But see, that's why I don't I, think it's not happening. You know, but it might not happen for a while. Because they really. Because yeah. if that's really how it went down, that's really sad. Because like even if it yeah. wasn't good, that's what we were supposed to be trying to accomplish, and that's. It feels like a shame to just have set these shows up for obvious conclusion that we just don't get. Mm -hmm. Or just a lukewarm conclusion. It's well, I mean, like, I, really? that was, I was thinking more of a figure eight pattern. You know, they go off ah. and do their thing, meet in the middle, and then come back and meet in the middle again. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted. I don't know. I, I think that there is hope for the future. I think that as long as the shows continue to be popular, that they're eventually going to do another crossover. I mean, for example, we do know that Iron Fist is going to be in Luke Cage Season 2. So at the very least, I think we might have some small crossovers like that. And that sounds fine. If they do that, that's I'm I'm perfectly okay with like lower scale crossovers. Like maybe after they do uh, Daredevil, they can have like Daredevil and Jessica Jones team up because mm -hmm. they had like the be they had the best dynamic if you ask me in in the Defenders. So like I yeah, would it's kind of sad them. because uh, Luke Cage and um, Iron Fist were supposed to be like an actual team, like canon wise, you know, heroes for hire, but yep. they were boring in that thing together. Yep. I mean, Which they is, weren't terrible. Well, but no, like, but it's kind of like I, I, yeah, I was way more interested in what Jessica had to do with, uh, with Daredevil. I, I agree. Think it's kind of funny how, like, I think it might just be because we're both biased, but like, I was so no, invested. No, 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 I was no. so invested in Jessica Jones and the Defenders, and she really had the least to do. The by and large, like, the, the whole, least important. Yeah, thing. like she was basically like just kind of there as like the token like girl slash asshole like and that was it that's all she really contributed like 90 percent of the time and it's funny though because i was still more invested in that than i was in like iron fist <laughs> and, and it's just I, it's I like rooting it's for funny. a backup dancer yeah yeah it's kind of like that yeah it's just like like you go to you go to a concert and like you know britney spears is doing her thing and you're just like yeah but who is that girl in the back <laughs> like like Damn, yeah, she's got some third moves. from the left, that one. <laughs> I want to get to know her. Let me unravel her mind. Oh my god. Anyway, um, I don't know. I I feel weird about this. I I think overall I could forget. I could get over them not making uh, Defender season two as long as they keep making shows that are still good. Like as long as I keep getting quality content, it doesn't really matter if they do a big crossover. You know what I mean? No, I it's get just you. Like, yeah. Like, like, I, I was very, very pleased with Jessica Jones Season 2. It wasn't perfect, and I do think the first season was better, but the first season was, like, one of my favorite seasons of television of all time. I never expected them to be able to top that. <laughs> like, it's okay. You don't have to, you know, not everything has to be uh, a home run that hits a light and makes a shower of sparkles. Like, like you know, you can shower just have... Shower of sparkles. <laughs> you, can, you can just have a very solid... You know, like, 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 what's the word? Second base hit. Like, that's okay. <laughs> like, that, that's fine. Wow, Adam, you sure do know your sports. Oh yeah, I'm so good at the at the at the sporting sport metaphors. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But seriously, okay. like, I, I I get where you're coming from, and I agree. It, but I I don't know if I would be okay with not getting a defenders two because yeah? it, I don't know. That's that's all I wanted. I'm really into the whole team ups thing. It's like my yeah. favorite part of. I like stuff that has lots of characters so that we can do the crossover events. It's like my favorite TV thing. But at the same time, it's kind of like I'm only interested in half the cast anyway. So maybe mm -hmm. I could just get my two shows and maybe the other people could show up occasionally and that could be my crossover instead. 
Yeah. Like, if you want to do a Daredevil where Iron Fist shows up, I'd be like, all right, cool, let's do that. But if you want to give me an Iron Fist show instead of a Defender show, then no. Then we have a problem, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know. I, I I feel like it's too early yet. I mean, after Defenders, we've only had two shows so far, and one of them was Punisher, which was not even really related. I forgot about Punisher. Yeah. That's really not related at all. Yeah, it's not it's not really it's just kind of like a tangential like bubble over on the side. Um but like I don't know, we've only really had one show after the Defenders, which is Jessica Jones season 2. Mm-hmm. The next one's going to be Luke Cage. That's we get that I think uh, June, July, something like that. Uh that's when Luke Cage drops. So I guess we'll see and that's also where Iron Fist is going to be in it in the supporting role for at least a little bit. So I guess we'll see so then how So do you think he lost works. his own show or you think they're just he's going to appear in Luke oh, Cage no. now no, no, no. or No, they they did renew Iron Fist. Oh, okay. Like they they did. All right. I mean, I kind of would prefer it if they just made one show and call it like the what are they called? Uh something for hire. Heroes for Heroes hire. Heroes for hire. Yeah, I would kind of like it if they just made a Heroes for Hires, a Heroes for Hire show and just got rid of Luke Cage and Iron Fist, just kind of consolidated. Well, I mean, I can't know. prove it, but it kind of sounds like they're doing an Arrowverse thing where they're doing their own separate deal, but they show up in other people's shows a lot. Once in a while, yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of what they're doing. But the thing with Arrow and, like, the Arrowverse thing is they have a crossover every single year, like a big epic you know, we're going to go fight some aliens or we're going to go fight a bunch of, you know, people from an alternate dimension. That it's always an alternate dimension. It's always Flash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, Arrow does crossovers. They've done, like, what, two, three major crossovers now? And Defenders, like, the Defenders-verse has done one. And it wasn't even that good. It was just okay. And it's mm-hmm. like, come on, like... You guys are breaking my balls. Like, like, don't do this. Like, I want, I want more. Anyway, uh, we're gonna move on because there's not much more to really say about this other than us being bitter. So, Ronan the Accuser, who you might remember from uh, Guardians One as the big bad villain with the big ma- nasty hammer, uh, and Phil Coulson uh, are both going to be in Captain Marvel, which is going to be a prequel set in the '90s. Uh, and I'm super fucking excited about this. I don't even give a damn about Ronan the Accuser. I hope that maybe they can do something interesting with him since he kind of was boring in the first Guardians movie. Uh, but I love Phil Coulson. I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show, and I hope more than anything that him being in a, a Marvel movie again means that they're going to somehow reference the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Oh. My. God. I'm still mad at you for not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way. Oh, well, let me rub it in a little bit more. I don't give a shit about it, Adam. <laughs> I don't even want Coulson there. In fact, I think I hope that they don't reference Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in that movie at all. Why, though? Yeah, how do you so feel about cool. that shit? Ah, why do you do this to me? It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Like, it's a, wink, it's, a, it's a wink nudge for people who don't even care. Like, you're the I only care. person who's looking Dude, for an so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. People. crossover. There are so many people who love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You are wrong, sir. I refuse to accept that. It, okay, even if they made a reference to it, it would be like a passing reference, and you wouldn't get it, and that's fine. You don't need to understand every single little thing. Well, no, they that's not what I care about. <laughs> I'm just but, saying, so, like, why would they bother? Why why, first of all, why put Coulson so... in to begin with? I don't get that part. But also, like, why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. references? They haven't referenced any other TV show in any movie. I know. That's why I So why would they do that one? It. 
because why not? Because I want them to start. It's supposed to be one interconnected universe, and it doesn't feel like it. It feels like one movie universe with a tangential uh, TV universe that's just kind of there on the side. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Things that happen in the movies affect the TV shows, but nothing in the TV shows is ever referenced in any way in the movies, and that bothers me. It's supposed to be one universe, but it's not. Not really. It's just this, like, it's one universe, kind of. One universe with an asterisk. It's just like, ah, fuck that shit. Like, I can't help but compare it to, like, Star Wars. Star Wars has one canon universe across all the comics, all the novels, all of the movies. And the movies have not a lot, but they have made a couple of references to the expanded material. Uh, Rogue One had Saw Gerrera, who was f- who first appeared in the Clone Wars TV series. Uh, in The Last Jedi, there was that point where Luke was fishing with like a super long pole, and that was a that was a reference to uh, the Legends of Luke Skywalker, which is a which is a junior. It's like a what a young adult novel or some shit. I don't know. It's a it's a novel. It's actually sitting right here on my bookshelf. Luke Skywalker right porn. Now. Is that what I'm hearing? No. It's not porn. But anyway, the point is that the Star Wars universe is doing it right. They, they're having everything be planned out. They're having, you know, when the movie is going to do something, they tell the book people, and then the book people can set it up. And then when it happens in the movie, it's just like, oh, I know what that's referencing. Like, I get that. I understand what they're saying. But if you don't read the books, you don't need to. It just, it just like, what's the word? Enhances the experience if you read the books like I do. And that's amazing, and I love it. And I wish that Marvel would do the same goddamn thing. It doesn't take much, just a little bit of communication, and they could have everything be super tight and awesome, and it would make nerds like me cream their pants. But no, they can't. It's just too damn hard for Kevin Feige and whoever the fuck is doing the TV thing, whose name I can't remember. Um, I, I should really remember it. It doesn't matter. Um... Whoever the hell is running the Marvel TV side of things, all you need to do is just talk to each other. Like, Feige can just send him stuff. Just be like, look it, we're going to do this in the movie. Reference it. <laughs> and then and then the TV guys can figure it out from there. And likewise, the fucking, the fucking TV guys can be like, hey, we did this. And then the movie guys can be like, oh, okay, we'll have like one quick line being like you know something something in humans and that's it that's all you gotta say something like, something like in humans <laughs> it's one it's so easy i could do this like i i would be able to make this work but no but no it's apparently talking to each other within your own company is impossible i mean well there's just there's so many meetings and like <laughs> you know it's so easy i just oh my god i can't i can't even i can't I get really mad about this, man. I oh. Mm. Anyway, this is good news. Coulson is going to be in Captain Marvel, and that's exciting because I really like Coulson. Ronan the Accuser is going to be in Captain Marvel, and that's exciting because maybe they can actually make him interesting now. Well, we won't I mean, be able to get to see an origin of why he hates the Kree so much. Uh, I think you mean the uh, what are or, they called? The Nova Corps. Uh, that's them. The he Nova is a Kree. Oh yeah, he, no. Um, yeah. the other guys, not the. Whatever. The ones that they hate. The race that they hate that I forget the name of, but whatever. Because uh, that's where she gets her powers from. Yeah, I know. The, one of them guys. What the fuck are they called? I can't remember either. It's irrelevant. The point is that that happens, and maybe we'll get to see a more interesting version of him because he was really bland in his own movie. Yes, yes, he was. And I, I really do hope that they do something interesting with his character. 
the only issue I have with this is that, I mean, and I, I say this as a huge fan of Phil Coulson and of uh, Clark Gregg, the guy who plays him, but he looks a lot older now than he did in the first Iron Man movie. It's been 10 fucking years. Like, he doesn't look the same. So, um, Never how are Wolverine. they going to... How are they going to de-age him? Like, like, well, I know, but it's different with Wolverine. Uh, I guess not really, actually. I guess they could just have him be in the movie and just say, fuck it. Like, don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Continuity be it's, damned. It's fucking fine, okay? You wanted Coulson in the movies. Here you go. You know, <laughs> that'll be $6, please. $6? Like, okay, well, okay. That's, that's $15 per, yeah, $15. per episode. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So I like this news, and I'm very excited about it, but I don't have anything else to say. Now, now we get to do DC. Are you ready? Are you ready, Steve? I'll get ready. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, my God. Ah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ava DuVernay, who is the director of Wrinkle in Time. That's the, you know, that movie she... What with about the that, book that... that has the little girl in it with the time crumpling. <laughs> Yes, that's the one. Space crumpling, uh, whatever. I actually read the book as a kid, but I, I isn't didn't Oprah watch in that movie? Yeah, no, yes, yes, yes. I isn't so. somebody else famous in that movie? Zach Galifianakis. Okay, Zach that was not who I was referring to. Uh, uh, I don't know. There's one of the good fairies or something is being played by somebody else who's famous, and I can't remember who it is, but I remember hearing about it and going, I, "What?" I, but yeah, I don't know who it was, it's and it's I'm not going to see so the movie, so I could care less. Me neither. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But she directed uh, Wrinkle in Time, and now she's going to be directing a new Gods film for DC. To clarify, uh, that's not a new film called Gods. It's a film about <coughs> the new Gods. Yes, a film about the new Gods, like quotes around new Gods. Like, that's a thing. Which means it's going to be about new Genesis and Apocalypse. Uh, and, Which is and... probably not nearly as interesting as it sounds. No, not not really. And it's going to have fucking, hopefully, what's, I was going to say Thanos, that's not that. Nope, Dark, Dark Side. Side. Dark Side, and maybe Steppenwolf, and maybe somebody else, I don't fucking know. Somebody else. Probably, uh, and, um, okay. Apollo, and okay. whatever his now, dad's before, name is. Before I, I, I really get into this, I want to say that I have not read the script, obviously, so maybe this could work. I, I, you know, if you asked me before it came out if Guardians of the Galaxy was going to work, I would have told you no, probably not. But it absolutely does work, and it's one of my favorite movies ever. So, maybe, maybe this will be okay. But you know what? The sure. For a change of pace, let's try to say nice things about <laughs> DC. Um, maybe this will be okay. Th we could have an entire movie of Supermans. <laughs> and yeah. Superman was the best part of parts of the justice. movies <laughs> of justice yeah until like he showed up and won the fight basically but i mean parts of him were cool so if everybody's like that it would make for a very fun uh live action dragon ball z that yeah, we yeah it could be cool i don't know let's I think... let's call okay. it that <laughs> yeah sure, it's like, yeah it's like a live action dragon ball z except more apocalyptic more apocalyptic um, yeah yeah and, mm -hmm. and a lot a lot more alien looking creatures everybody's just... piccolo <laughs> except the good guys who are all like beautiful people who are yeah. you know, varying ages yeah, yeah. and buffnesses okay but okay before before we get too positive i have to say based on the information we currently have this probably is not gonna work yep couldn't do it couldn't do it dc sucks <laughs> this isn't I gonna work i can't do it i can't do it it's not okay. happening this is the okay. total wrong direction and i don't understand i, I just oh my god all they need to do, all they, all you really need to do, is you gotta, you gotta buckle down. You gotta focus 
on characters that people actually care about. Or I've heard of. Oh yeah, or have heard of and make a movie about them that is good. The movie where they, they fight the bad guy, they save the day, maybe they learn a lesson, and then, you know, everyone goes home and eats popcorn or in that order. In that order. Yeah. Let me tell you but, like, why I think this is the wrong direction, Adam. <sighs> um, so when you write a story, because, you know, when you write a book or whatever it is you do with your time, I know I do, I like to make it so that my characters are relatable to the audience mm -hmm. in a way mm -hmm. that makes them feel like they might be struggling in the same way that our audience may be struggling, in a sense where you could put yourself in the movie and go, I identify with this potential problem. <laughs> I don't yep. get yeah. that scenario when I'm talking about literal gods, because they have literal god powers, and any problems they have is far beyond my comprehension or ability to solve, so I cannot put myself in their god's shoes. Like, yep. this is the problem with this. They're, they're, they're drifting even farther away from what I, I guess we'll call the human element. Because say what you will about the Marvel movies and their larger-than-life people, but they are people still. Yep. Whereas DC has not learned that lesson. They're like – these are like, like homunculi with people faces, but they don't have actual people problems. And it's really hard to relate to somebody when – they're basically – their only problem is, oh, there's an entire giant spaceman planet of equally powerful god monsters coming to parademon all of my people. That I can't – I can't wrap issues, my noggin around it. One of the biggest issues that I think DC has been having is that they're trying so hard to be philosophical and they're trying so hard to make something that's really grand and, and epic and intellectual that it's not understandable to people who aren't fucking philosophy majors. Like – Fucking like Batman v Superman and Man of Steel to a certain degree. Yeah, like, it's well, just like I just want to like like Superman doesn't feel like a person. He's just this guy who walks around and has people talk to him about how big a deal it is that he exists. Like, yeah, I mean it's like the Christ imagery from the Matrix, but way less subtle. It's like super up its own ass. Yeah, it's so up its own ass. It's so full of itself, and it's so like, you know, Superman might be the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of the human race, and I don't know how society could ever be the same ever again now that we have this super ultra mega being that is walking among us and blah, 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 blah. And at the But you never actually relate to him. Like, you don't understand what he's thinking. You don't know what he what he cares about. You don't know anything about him. They talk so much about what he means that they don't actually give him meaning. It's it's so fucking stupid and I oh oh sorry. My DC my DC irritations are coming out again. I, I don't even hate DC as much as I claim to. It's just frustrating sometimes. I don't hate them. I just really want to punch him in the head. <laughs> because they don't know what they're doing and they need to be take their toys need to be taken away until they learn their lesson. And so, you know, after all of this nonsense with, with, with Superman, now we're going to be getting a film about everybody who, ha who is like this. Everybody who is super-powered, and it's probably going to be super, super up its own ass. And, and nobody's like, you know, even heard of the new gods! Yeah, oh my I god! Even, like, I don't even know who these people are. I have no reference to them. And granted, If you sat me down with, with like a roster oh. of all of them, I could give you maybe five. Dude, I Maybe. can do less than that. I literally, for me, I can do Dark Side, mm -hmm. and now after seeing Justice League, Steppenwolf. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't know anybody else. I've never read a New Gods comic. I know nothing about them whatsoever. 
And that's not necessarily the worst thing. You can have a movie be about people you've never heard of. That's not re- a requirement, but it does help. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Know, it does you help. Have, you know, understanding a character helps a lot. Like, when you go to see Spider-Man Homecoming, you already know who Spider-Man is, so they don't have to spend a whole lot of time, like, setting up Killing his Uncle origin Bill again. or whatever. Yeah, they don't have to kill Uncle Ben again, exactly. And that's actually one of the few things that, okay, I again, I'm being overly negative, but one of the things I did like about Batman v Superman is they didn't spend a whole lot of time setting up who Batman is, because we know who Batman is. Like, like you don't – yes, you see his parents die again, but they did it in a very artistic way, and they did it really fucking quickly. Like, they showed it to you in, like, th- in like three minutes, and it's just like, okay, Do and you... now he's Batman. All right. I, I have two thoughts. One, first of all, I have a question. Do you think, honestly, that there is anybody in the world who has access to the media of any kind that doesn't know Batman's parents were killed by Joe Chill? <laughs> Like, they show it like it's – I mean, even quickly, they show it like a – okay, just in case you weren't aware, this is what happened. Like, is there anybody out there who doesn't know what Batman's about? There can't be, right? No, I – It's like everybody knows Superman crashed in Kansas. Everybody knows that. Yep. I mean – I don't know if people know the name Joe Chill, but I think But they still know that somebody shot the lady and the dude, what was Batman's mommy and daddy, in the alleyway. (laughs) Yeah, some guy tried to rob Batman's parents and killed Batman's parents, and Batman was the only survivor in an alley. Like, mm-hmm. like everybody knows that. It's like one of the, the most defi- like well-known origin stories of any superhero ever. I would say it might even be more well-known than Superman, because with Superman, all you really know is he's an alien with superpowers. He crashed in Kansas and was raised by Kansas people. Kansas he- people. <laughs> I don't know. Kansans. What tribe is that, Adam? I don't know. <laughs> but like, I think I, they're called like, Kansans. Is that it? I, I think they're called Kansans. Matter. And like, like Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman. Those are the characters that everyone knows the fucking backstory to, without even like thinking about it. It's just like, oh yeah, like you know, we know that. It's like so ingrained in popular culture that you don't need to explain it. But that helps when you're making a movie because you can just do a really quick kind of rundown of it. Just be like, you know, like, and okay, now, you know, now you're up to speed. And it works. It's fine. It's good. But with New Gods, you'd have to take a long fucking time just to tell me what the fuck is going on. Well, in the and, okay, it, this movie is going to start – I'm actually going to tell you the first five minutes go. There's going to be a, a picture of the universe, and All Father is going to be narrating over it. And it's going to be like, in the beginning – there yep. was the one planet, and then the shit happened, and then there was two. The new gods were born, and the apocalypse was being a dick all over the place, and now we are trapped in the eternal struggle to fight this shit planet and our awesome planet. And then Basically. the movie will go into – that's how I figure it's going to happen. Not verbatim, yeah, they, but – They're going to they're gonna have to like spend at least a couple minutes in the beginning having some narration just give you a, a short, a shortened yeah. version of it. And they it's going to be all father just like it's always Odin doing the narration in the Thor yeah. movies. Yep. And which is – like it works a lot of the time, but I don't know. I just – I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like this isn't going to work. I no. Just, no, I don't, don't believe it's going to work, Adam. I, I can't – I can't possibly – like be excited about this like i'm just like okay like like let's see how this works out like uh and i I will gladly eat my own words if it turns out to be if 
even if it's just pretty good, I will gladly eat my own words and be like, all right, I was wrong. Like, you know, it happens. You know, I, I still stand by that given the information we currently know, this is the only reasonable reaction. Nope, you're right. <laughs> like, 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 there's no See, that actually world. brings me to my second question I had, Adam. Um, here, I have a theory formulating. Do you think that the folks down at uh, DCWB headquarters are not actually making any of these movies, but they're just saying, writing down on pieces of paper names of movies that might happen, throwing them out to the world as... This movie's getting made, hint, hint, and then if it gets negative reception, they just don't make it, and they're just going to decide which ones are good and make those. Because, I, like, I, I feel like they have nothing to lose if they do I, that, because everyone just I forgets otherwise. Going on. I think here's what's going on. So they're kind of in panic mode right now, right? You know, they were building up to Justice League for a really long time, and then Justice League Not ended up being— Not that long, though. Well, okay, fine. But they were building up to Justice League for a couple of years— uh, and that was like they had all of their eggs in the Justice League basket. You know, that was yep. the big thing. They they wanted some Avengers level money mm -hmm. and they did not. It ended up being one of the most disappointing films in film history in regards to how much money it made. It was the second most expensive movie ever made. And it made like a quarter of Avengers's budget. Like it like like it really like financially speaking, regardless of what your, your opinions are and the quality of the film, it was an absolute failure. Objectively anyway, speaking, total failure. Objectively speaking, it was a failure. And so now they're kind of being like, okay, what do we do now? Like, like we have all of these, you know, we still have the rights to this superhero stuff, and people still like superheroes. Uh, so what do we do? And so people, like different producers and directors, are just kind of throwing out pitches. Like they're just like, I, I kind of want to make a new Gods film. I think that could work. I kind of want to make a Joker origin movie. I kind of want to make a fucking, I don't know. I'm trying to think of not Shazam. I want to make a Shazam movie. I want and to make all a... three of those people were thrown into the pit of fire. <laughs> I want to make a Shazam movie without Black Adam. <laughs> um, and like, and and they're. I just want to make a Black Adam like, movie oh, without okay. Shazam. See, what I think their problem is right now is not that they shouldn't be pursuing these different ideas. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But what they should be doing is not telling us about it. Marvel keeps its cards pretty close to its chest. They don't tell you every single movie that they're working on at any given time. Because a lot of movies, like you're kind of exploring it, you're make, writing scripts and stuff, and then it just, it's just not working, and then you abandon it. That's normal, and that's okay in the movie-making business. But with DC, the second anyone comes to them with an idea, they're just like, we're going to be making a new Gods movie, everybody! And everyone's just like, what the fuck? Like, if they made, I don't know, like a like a surprise teaser trailer for a new gods movie at, that no one knew about and then you and then you release the trailer and people would be like wow that actually looks kind of good and assuming it's good mm -hmm. uh like like you have to spend time not telling everyone what the hell you're doing and just make a move like work on the script make it as good as you can possibly get it and it's really not that hard to tell when something is good or not like, you can tell pretty quickly when you're reading a script, ooh, I don't think this is going to work, or, ooh, this sounds really good. I mean, like, it's not that difficult. Well, so really. that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like they're in panic mode and they're just spitting out whatever they can get because whatever gets the positive press is the one they want to go with. That's why they're I letting guess. all the names out. It's like, okay, here's the ten names we came up with our board meeting last night. Uh, one of them is gets less than a 50% hatred on YouTube, whatever, then we'll, you know, make that movie. 
I, I guess that's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, I can't think of anything either. I it, it's it's crazy to me that they keep doing this. It's like no, 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 no. Like relax, just make Take a good breath. movie, make good movies, make movies with with artistic directors who know what they're doing and are passionate, and allow them to make their vision. Like, you know, I and a lot of other people don't really like Zack Snyder as a director, but you shouldn't fuck with his shit after it's already being made. Because then you're just going to get something like Justice League, which is like this weird Frankenstein monster of two different directors' visions, and then no one likes it. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it, like you know, yes, sure, I guess I like Justice League more than Batman v Superman, but I didn't like Justice League. Like, uh, it was okay, but it didn't make me happy. And the people who loved Batman versus Superman, and there are people out there who are super, super passionate about it, hated Justice League because it didn't have any of the stupid philosophical bullshit that they are used to. So, like, you make something that no one likes, and... and ah, God, I'm getting so frustrated with this. It's okay, Adam. Just you're just letting Make out your inner cynic, and D it's beautiful. DC, DC, DC. I know that you're that you're stressing right now, and I get it. I really do. St just take the time and make a film as good as possible, and trust your directors to make what they're making. Okay. And, and look at the rabbits, Lenny. No, like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay. Like they they seem to be doing a pretty good job with Aquaman, based on what we've heard so far. Like, the, for example, the director of Aquaman said that the reason they haven't released a trailer yet is because he does not feel that they are ready to release a trailer yet. And that is the right position to have. Be like, okay, you know, we want to make the CGI and everything seem as good as possible. We're not, let's not rush anything, and let's just make the highest quality product that we can. That's what you should do, and that's what seemingly is being done right now with Aquaman. So hopefully they are learning their lesson. Maybe. God. I, I so hope so. <laughs> okay. All right. You good? We're going to move on to – there's still DC news, but it's other DC news. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm good. I'm great. I'm really doing super happy right now. Anyway. Doing super Chris, happy. Christian Wig has officially been cast as Cheetah, the villain – in Wonder Woman 2, and also Pedro Pascal has joined Wonder Woman 2 in an unknown mystery role. So I have two. I have a couple things to say about this. First of all, um, I think that Cheetah being played by Christian Wig might be a misstep. Yes. I, like, let's just get this out of the way right away. Christian Wig is a talented actress. But she's also a comedic actress who is not known for action roles. Cheetah, based on what I know of her, which is not that much, is a badass, like, gymnastics-using supervillain who dresses up like a cheetah in skimpy clothing. That does not seem like a very good role for Christian Wig to play. And before you start saying, before anyone out there in the theoretical audience that we have starts saying that it's like well dc has done good casting jobs before i would say yes but not with but not but not with the villains dc has a really hard time casting villains let's see we've got joker played by jared leto in suicide squad we've got lex luther played by uh jesse eisenberg in batman v superman we've got uh 
Ares, played by David Lewis. Played by Mustache. (laughs) Played by Handlebar Mustache in Wonder Woman. Uh, We've got, uh, I guess guess that's about it for bad castings, as far as I can remember. It's a missing one. I mean, Jesus, though, that's quite the list, though. Didn't take you that long to come up with those. Like, like we have, and those are three. Those are three terrible casting choices that you've made with villains in, like, in your most recent movies. Like, that's a problem. And so I have no reason to believe that Christian Wiig is the perfect choice for this. Like, I'm based on everything I know about her. I think this might not be such a good idea. And I still remember being angry in the theater when I saw that fucking David Lewis with his stupid-ass mustache was sitting there talking about how I'm going to destroy the world and you should join me while he's wearing this full-on Ares armor. That fucking was dumb. (laughs) He looks like Mr. Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) It's so stupid. Okay, I could be completely fine with that being his, like, mortal form, you know? Like, he's trying to, like, Mm -hmm. hide himself. But when he turns into God form, he should learn. He should look like a fucking Greek god, not an Englishman who's late for tea. Like, like, <laughs> no, fucking stop it. Like, that's not okay. I you agree. Can't, oh my god. Like, no. I, I, I know that I've talked about this before, but it was such a bad casting decision. Like, no. All right. Let's let's get to oh. the new casting decision that's bad. And why it's not good. So, yeah, like you were saying, she's a comedic actress, right? And I'm sure she has range, and I can appreciate that, and she's very talented, I understand. But at the same time, you know what this kind of makes me think of? What does it make you think if, of? All right. Think of, like, if Dane Cook's character from uh, Waiting was Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I imagined in my mind. I don't know why that's where I went oh right God. away, but that's what I have, and I can't unsee it. That's so funny. And oh ha- that's where we are now. Yeah, I just, like, look, I, I have nothing, I have no disrespect meant to Christian Wig, but I just think that, that this particular casting is a bad decision. We're talking about a, a overly sexual, uh, like, gymnastic, badass character, and that's just not Christian Wig's bag. She's more of, like, the like the girl-next-door comedian roles. Like, that's what her shtick is. Who's that is. really angry lady from the, the uh, Fast and the Furious movies? And she was on uh, oh, Lost. Oh, yeah. She would be perfect. I can't think of her name either. The that Hispanic one, one right? Yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has, like, she one mode, and it's just pissed-off-all-the-time mode. Yeah, yeah, She could totally yeah. do what she does. She would be perfect. Like, something like that. You need someone who's athletic and, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this. You need someone who's who's athletic and is kind of like sexy. Resting bitch that, face. Yeah, resting bitch face. You you need like a badass, like almost like a Wonder Woman type of character. And they did a Funny great how job that works. casting. They, they they did a great job casting Wonder Woman, but like I just oh, I can't I I can't understand how anyone can defend this casting decision just other than well the the first wonder woman movie was good so i guess i'll trust them yes it was good in every department except, except the for villain. the casting of the villain <laughs> like that was the weakest element and they're doing the same damn thing it's just oh my god okay well oh, and we'll just have to pascal. believe in them pedro pascal joining the cast as a mystery role I actually am completely cool with this just because I love Pedro Pascal. He played Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. Uh, that's the guy who got – spoilers. It's the guy who got his head squished in, at the end of season four. It's been like four years. I think I'm okay. I think it's okay if I spoil that. Um, 
but he is a lot of people get their heads squished that wouldn't really even really narrow it down yeah whatever he's going to be playing a mystery role we uh, the fact that they're keeping it a mystery kind of um intrigues me a bit in a perfect world i'm thinking like a vandal savage type of situation but i know that that might be wishful thinking on my part I I, eh. I think he could he could totally pull off a Vandal Savage if you ask me. If the fucking shitty ass guy that they got to play Vandal Savage in Legends of Tomorrow can pull off Vandal Savage, then Pedro Pascal can definitely play it. Like no question. I didn't I know there even... was a Vandal Savage in Legends of Tomorrow, but all oh. right. <laughs> you should watch Legends of Tomorrow. No. It's actually very good. It's great, really. It's very good. Mm. It's like the only Arrow show I still am interested in. I don't know. I'm just so backed up on stuff to watch, Adam. <laughs> I don't know. All right. No, all right, I'm not going to do it. That's fine. I don't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Pedro Pascal, I'm, I, I don't really have anything else to say about this. I'm very, very okay with him being in Wonder Woman 2, and I hope that maybe he could be the main villain and Cheetah can be the secondary villain. No. So that I – no? Nope. That's not happening. Damn it. <laughs> He okay. might be revealed at the end to be, like, the mastermind or something, but we're still going to see Cheetah, like, 80% more movie than him. Uh, if he's a villain at all. I mean, he might just be, like, mailman number three or janitor or something. I mean, the fact that they announced it means that he's probably going to have at least the speaking role, if nothing else. Well, uh, janitors can talk. Okay. I'm sorry, custodians. Custodians. Okay. Uh, we're moving on to our next bit. Which is the Deadpool animated series? We, uh, you don't remember this, but nope. we have talked about this before. Adam, I don't remember most things we talk about. <laughs> okay, well, the Deadpool animated series that they were working on has officially been canceled. Uh, it was it was going to be on it was going to be on FX, and it got canceled due to creative differences. This is not the kind of thing I would normally talk about because I, to be frank, I just don't care very much about a Deadpool animated series. Nope. I I, I like Deadpool well enough, but I'm perfectly content with the movies and i don't really need an animated series but that's just my opinion however uh donald glover is not happy donald glover was going to be writing and show running the show uh and a lot of people were speculating that maybe they were they, it was canceled because he's been too busy donald glover is a crazy guy he's in a jack of all trades he's been in everything he's a musician he's a he's going to be in the han solo film he's making a tv show called atlanta which he is writing show running and starring in and he was going to be working on this deadpool animated series and now he's not and when people started suggesting that he that his being too busy was why uh donald glover released a like like a 14 page script of the finale of this presumably the first season uh, that apparently he just wrote because it references the fact that the sh that the series was canceled and it references a bunch of other like pop culture references that just fucking happened like something about Beyonce I don't know I don't keep up with Beyonce yes Beyonce just happened though no I mean like something that she did recently like in the with within the last like week or so it doesn't matter uh, the point is that he released a full script of dead of the Deadpool finale. That apparently he just wrote, like, in the last, like, couple of days. And it was, like, a 14-page full script. And, and it's just like, yeah, I definitely had time to do this. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, and I kind of feel bad for the guy. But I don't really care. And it's also one less thing I have to worry about Damn maybe straight. watching. Damn straight. <laughs> 
Oh my god. That's one less series on some channel I don't normally watch. I have to go find <laughs> so I can watch it for the show. No, thank you. I'm gonna hard well, pass on that one. I'm glad you're, you're happy, Steve. Oh um, no. Our last, our last bit of news is our only piece of video game news today. Um, so Smash Bros. Yes. It's kind of old, but we are definitely gonna talk about it. Smash Bros. is officially coming to the Nintendo Switch. Fuck yes. Fuck I like, I like fucking Smash Bros. yes. I like Smash Bros. I like I love Smash Bros. Smash Bros. is great. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. a huge fan of Smash Bros. I'm terrible at it. Oh yeah. I am absolutely not, the worst. I am not a good player, but I love it to death anyway. I, I am love... I'm one of those guys that um, only uses heavy attacks and only uses the C-Stick version of them. <laughs> so, I, I, first of all, I'm a Kirby main, so I'm really into that. And most okay. of my tactics okay. involve either uh, running up to somebody and giving him that roundhouse kick he does, and then the up one. If I hit him with yep. the first one, if not, I just get punched away because I'm bad at the game. I don't know how to block or dodge. Oh, or flying above them, turning into a hard thing and falling on them. And that's really yep. telegraphed and really easy to get out of the way of. So any good player will just roll out of the way of that. So it's never worked. But yeah. I know how to do it. So, <laughs> Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Yeah, so I think it's safe to say we both suck and we're not professional oh, yeah. players. Um, but we love Smash Bros. Smash Bros. is great. Mm -hmm. And I'm so fucking pumped for it to come to the Switch. Now, what we don't know... Are you jazzed for more Fire that... Emblem characters? Oh, God. Yes! More Fire Emblem. Now, what we don't know is we do not know... If it's going to be a port of the most recent game on the Wii U, which is possible, or if it's going to be a brand new game. Uh, however, what we do know is that it is somehow going to involve the Breath of the Wild version of Link, and it is going to involve the, the Inklings. So even if it is just a port, it's going to include new characters. Do you uh, think, okay, because it would have yeah. been pretty easy for them to just make Breath of the Wild Link a skin, you know, and just call it a day. But yeah. if he's going to be a separate character like Young Link was in Melee or Toon Link was in I think Smash... he's going to be a separate character. Okay, I mean, he, he does have the Sheikah Slate, so he's got his own little repertoire of things. Yeah. But he's, he's got the Sheikah Slate, he's got the Paraglider thingy. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got a lot of his own kind of exclusive Well, he's got all the powers can... he gets from the other uh, Lord people, too. Like, the shield and yep, the flying yep. and the he's lightning and stuff. So, I mean, like, they could definitely make him his own character. Do you think that they're going to get rid of Toon Link, then, or regular Link? And just have um, this my one. guess. I mean, I would be perfectly fine with just having three links. You I would be too. I, absolutely, I would. Toon Link, regular Link, and him. I don't think they're going to get rid of uh, regular regular Link for sure because he's like like a classic. The only one I'm thinking they might get rid of would be Toon Link. Mm -hmm. But if it's a port, then that wouldn't make sense to me. Like if it's just going to be a port of the old game, they're not going to get rid of characters. They're just going to well, add yeah. in new ones. Sure. So personally, I'm thinking that it's going to be a new character, but that's just my opinion. I mean. It, maybe I will be completely wrong. Well, if it okay, words. well, now, hang know. on. If it is a new game, they always use the most recent interpretation of Link as the Link guy. In which case, they would have to use Breath of the Wild Link as the newest Link. See, but the thing is that the Breath of the Wild Link has a lot of new shit, like new weapons, new right. stuff. No, I know that it would be it'd be so easy to make him make him into a new character. And if he, if they just gave him all of like the old Link's shit, it would look weird because, for example, Breath of the Wild version of Link does not have the um, hook shot. Like, they, he doesn't have that. There's no mm -hmm. point in the game where you get a hook shot, and that's one of, that's like the grabbing move mm -hmm. of regular Link. So, I'm think. so I guess it could just be a new skin, just with... Doesn't like, have a boomerang, either. 
Yeah, he doesn't have a boomerang. Yeah, it could just be a new skin, and they could just have him have those weapons just because. Because fuck you, that's why. Mm -hmm. But I'm really hoping that it's going to be a brand new character. Like, just make it. It's fine. Just have it be three links. Who gives a shit? There's I mean, not I enough don't. link. There's not enough link characters in the game, if you ask me. Anyway, or Zelda characters, whatever. Like, I mean, what do we got? We've got Ganondorf, two li two links, Ganondorf, uh, Sheik, and Zelda. and Zelda. That's it. Yep. Like, like that. Uh, hell, you could do more than that. Like, I'd be fine if they included like Impa or like oh, I'm trying to, or maybe or maybe someone from this from Breath of the Wild, like maybe like the bird guy or the Goron guy. <laughs> the bird I guy. Know. I don't know his fucking name. It's been a long. Those would time. be more. Those would be more like assist trophies than anything else. Yeah, probably. But still, I'm just throwing out ideas. Mm -hmm. Um. But anyway, to think of Smash Bros. Anyway. Fucking rules. That's basically yes. the point. Yes, the point here is that Smash Bros. is fucking awesome, and it's coming to the switch and that's very exciting and i'm excited to play and, as an inkling too yeah i also really like i hope they don't and... suck though yeah i was really suck. excited to play as mega man until i realized that he's balls I, yeah he's pretty shitty I, I mean i know people who can do some really good shit with with mega yeah, man but i feel I know, like he's, but... he's difficult to play he's not intuitive which is hard i guess that's why okay uh, fine maybe he's not bad but i wanted an actual a combo not shooting lemons that's where i that's my <laughs> problem mostly i understand i get that uh but yeah i'm so fucking on board with this like 110 percent. like yes give me smash bros for the switch okay wait there is one reservation i have and that is it hasn't been that long since the last game came out i mean that was it's only been like what three or four years mm -hmm. typically these games have a longer development time then well i mean that's why it feels like it's games. probably a port yeah i know that, that's the thing it's like i don't know if it's just a port that's fine but if it is a new game i'm worried that they're not taking enough time to really really like polish it you know oh and that's another thing is the announcement did say it was coming out this year which mm -hmm. is like i don't know like i'm a little bit worried it's like hey if you needed to take an extra year hell even two years that's fine like make it as good as possible i'm willing to wait for it like you know what i mean like, i mean I have no issues with that. To play devil's advocate, I don't know that they really need that much time to polish because they've basically got it down now. I mean, they're not doing the subspace emissary anymore, so there's no reason to have to do a story mode or any of that kind of shit. It's basically just design maps and figure out what characters make the cut. I mean, that's a gross oversimplification, of course, but I mean, like, I yes, feel like they've is. got most of that stuff on lock already, so all they really have to do now is, you know, a couple more helper trophies and some Pokemon and... Yeah. Find out which Fire Emblem characters they're going to use this time, and that's it. <laughs> what are there, like, eight? Yeah, or like, something. Jesus Christ, find so out. Oh, many. yeah, and they got to find out which third-party Capcom character they're going to use this time. <laughs> oh if I had God. to pick one, Strider, hear you. Okay, fucking Doom is on the Switch now? I want Doom Guy. I want that shit <laughs> Doom so guy. bad. Okay, well, yes. then I want Isaac from The Binding of Isaac. Dude, that sounds great. And Super, me and Super Meat Boy. Actually, actually, with Isaac, I think would be better as an assist trophy, personally. I feel like it'd be really hard to make a character out of Isaac, considering he can only move in two directions on a three-dimensional yeah, yeah. plane. Mm -hmm. But yeah, whatever. I, I think Isaac might be difficult, but if Isaac was an assist trophy, that'd be fucking awesome. If Isaac was 3D rendered, he'd look like Sackboy. <laughs> yeah, he would, actually. No, I, think I want Sackboy. Okay. Uh, want we're going to move on. We're going to move on to my humble opinion. And uh, you didn't do it last time, so I'm going to let you go first. So All right. Go right ahead. So um, I don't remember if anyone remembers hearing about this, but this is something I do remember we talked about. Um, so the Krypton, a show yeah. that they're making. 
or they have made finally they've that's part of our story little world now and I watched the first episode of it and I knew I had to talk about it right away <laughs> so in my humble opinion Krypton sucks <laughs> yay Woohoo! Right. Okay, go ahead. Continue. I'm gonna break down why it's stupid. So, okay, this is the story of not Krypton, I guess, but it kind—it's of, not really about Krypton because it has nothing to do with Krypton. It's really about classism, mm. which mm. everyone loves a good classism story. I mean, I mean it's that—that that could totally work, but it didn't. I'll explain why. So this okay. is the story of. Uh, how Superman's great great grandfather. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Did a thing, and it pissed everybody off because you're not supposed to do science or something. And he was like, "Oh no, there's other aliens out there." And they called him a heretic, and they threw him off a cliff. And then they stripped the the uh, the L name, so you're not allowed to call yourself L anymore, and you have no honor and no whatever because that matters apparently in Krypton. I don't remember hearing about that until now, but that's just a thing that happens. Uh, but uh, we're this story actually is about. Superman's grandfather, Sen. So Sen L, mm. except he's not an L because he doesn't have a last name. But then he I'm saves. Getting, um... Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. and then he saves the Space King, who's dressed like the Living Tribunal for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. He's wearing like a three face gold mask thing. We haven't heard it say anything yet. I'm not even sure if it's a man or a woman because they haven't. we have no information about it yet. But he saves him from a bomb while he's going to go visit his dad to drop off some kind of heart medication or something. And they're all really pissy about losing their honor and stuff. And it's like, hey, you can't have your honor back, but I will let you join my family because some guy, the, the same guy who, like, took away his dad's name or his grandpa's name was like, hey, you're, like, good at saving people from bombs. Why don't you join my family and I'll let you marry my daughter because he's pipping out his daughter for this kid so that basically he wants to have an L so he can say that, oh, look, even the, those rebellious L's can be brought under heel if, you know, stuff happens. And then, then I'm the best. Vote for me, mayor, whatever. That's, That's like his deal. Yeah. So I don't remember. Vex, I think, is his last name. And the, okay. the daughter's like, oh, yeah, you should definitely marry me because I'm actually a secret evil genius and my dad only thinks that I – that he came up with the idea, but actually I didn't and planted it there so that we would get married and stuff because, I don't know, it does not explain yet. But she's probably going to be a villain later. I saw in the preview at the end her boobs come out, so they're going to have sex at some point. But um, – Okay. Yeah. So apparently the grandpa of the grandpa, the great-great-grandfather, he – actually had a fortress of solitude on krypton where he was doing his science business and the mom and dad knew about it but the mom was like oh he needs to the son needs to know sen needs to know and dad's like no he doesn't need to know and then mom like tells the kid that it's there and she flies him there in the spaceship and she's like oh here it is science and stuff and uh also adam uh not, um the fuck's his name adam strange adam strange um he's a superhero with the worst superhero costume ever Google him if you haven't if you don't know who I'm talking about. You know what? Um, while you're talking, I'm just gonna Google him real quick. So you just he's got going. the worst costume. Yeah. So anyway, he's there and he comes from the pat from the future, and he's like, "Hey, Superman is your kid," and also uh, he's dying because bad things are happening. And then he hands him a Superman cape and he says, "Fix the future, stupid." So now Sen has to basically prevent Brainiac from coming and blowing up Krypton. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, wait. Let me. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Adam Strange right now, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, not not a fan. No, it's <laughs> not, a bad oh costume. Oh my god, he looks so bad. Yes, I know. I know. No. no. <laughs> He's not dressed like that in the show, but that's the character I'm talking about. 
But basically, this is the story of how Sen is... Oh, also Zen is totally having sex with a class with a class above him person who is a Zod. <gasps> oh no! no. I you know. Mean that, do you mean that they're gonna have a kid maybe theoretically, and then that means that Zod and Superman are related? Oh my God! I know. That what are they cousins? Is that what that would mean? Uh, if they if Grandpa and Grandma Boingo Oingoed, and they had <laughs> an L and a no they no they should be like. Yes, they would be cousins. Yes. Yeah, cousins. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you know, you had that right. <laughs> I don't know why they have separate names. That I mean, I can't confirm that's what's happening, but perhaps. But that doesn't dun, matter. Dun, what dun. I'm confused. What I'm confused about in this story, besides all of it, is that. Okay, Jor-el, the one everybody knows, Superman's dad, the, probably yeah. the only Krypton, or Kryptonite, Kry Kryptonian. Thank you, Kryptonian. Kryptonian that's the that one. people actually know besides Superman and I Supergirl and General Zod. Those are the only I, ones people I actually agree. know. He oh, was and, the one and, who no. said, hey, Krypton's going to blow up. Maybe we should do something about that, right? He's the one that yes. sent Superman away. In, ev in basically every version of the story. In every I've version of the story. Yes. But now they're assigning that responsibility to not only His... like four generations prior to the great-great-grandpa, but now we're on regular grandpa, Jor-El's dad, who apparently is going to try to convince people the planet's blowing up, which accelerates the timeline quite a bit. Because that means that if the planet's already going to be fucked, then there's no way it made it all the way for Jor-El's lifetime and then Superman to be sent away, and nobody noticed. Also, Brainiac was introduced in the first episode on his way to Krypton to fuck it in the ass. And if that <laughs> also screws things up, because yes, Brainiac did event was eventually revealed to be the reason why Krypton blew up, and that totally did happen. Okay. But that didn't happen until the planet blew up. So are you telling me that Zor uh, that Zen is somehow going to send Brainiac away for a whole other generation in this story to somehow come back later and kill the planet again? No, no, that's not happening. That's not what happened. You know, what this feels like to me is it, it feels like an entirely unnecessary story. Like, yes. it just feels so, so tacked on and, like, yes. not— And we know nothing bad can happen to Zen because we know that he yeah. fathers Jor-El who gives birth to Superman. So none yep. of this has any kind of weight. Brainiac doesn't blow up Krypton because it has to be here for Jor-El to send Superman away. And there's no way that Sen dies in the story because he has to be alive at least long enough to blow his load in somebody to make a baby. Hmm. And they show in the first episode that they don't actually make babies in people anymore. They have, like, breeding chamber things. But you know that that's, you know that's that not what's going to happen. I, th I think that's that, that, that was in Man of Steel. Okay, well, whatever. That, regardless of how that... I don't remember that movie that well, but... Whatever. Okay. They because they basically you, you poke your finger on it, the two parents, and then it gives you the entire lifetime of your child with the oracle that tells you this is your kid, this is how he's gonna how long he's gonna live, this is what color he's gonna look like when he's dead and wow. all that shit. Yeah. But wow. we saw that with him and the Vex lady, their kid, who's gonna grow up to be a senator or something. We don't know what him and the um the Zod woman's baby's going to look like, because I bet they're going to do it the old-fashioned way, and she's going to have to push that kid out of her space vagina the old-fashioned way, instead of being in a birthing pod. So, that means that we, that kid is going to grow up to be Jarell, I assume, and he's going to be an L. But which also means that there's going to be other Zods. Oh, that's right, she has a brother, so I guess maybe that's where these other Zod family came from. So maybe she's so... going to get a band... I don't so know. then there would be what, like, a, a Superman and Zod would be, like, a cousin's once or twice removed? That... I don't know, um, and I don't care, because this is yeah. non-canon to me, and I, it is, this whole nonsense, it's just nonsense, this whole story. 
is ridiculous yeah, it because ridiculous. nothing about this has to happen and anything that does happen in it is fucking confusing because it contradicts the established lore already and also it doesn't have to any have anything to do with the actual krypton this could this could be an episode of space game of thrones because it's basically the same thing there's lower class people there's upper crust people the lower class people hate the upper crust people and they want to rebel but the lower class person always makes it to the higher class people because the story calls for it and you know deus ex machina and all that lead and shit and he Whatever, gets a name yeah. from yeah that's basically the story it's any other you know scrappy hero story and it doesn't have to be krypton and i don't understand why it is like it's so stupid none of this matters why yeah, do they do this, this show? This doesn't sound good at all. This sounds really not like I. I am not interested, based on what you're telling me. This no. just sounds fucking stupid. And I mean, I I, I, I didn't was even really butcher the explanation because that's basically all there is to it. That was my reaction when this was first announced. I was just like, that sounds really fucking stupid. Like I yes. don't care. Like why the? I mean, I don't know. I like Gotham well enough, and I know you love Gotham. But even I do then, like Gotham. But Gotham's yeah. best qualities are everything not related to batman exactly like, like, I, I haven't so seen the like, latest season yet but i see that bruce wayne put on like a zorro mask and i'm kind of like i kind of wish he didn't do that <laughs> dude dude no you have no idea there's apparently a point where where bruce wayne has a dream and interacts with batman in the future uh, no. but, uh, or at the very least there's a voice of batman I think. No, I that's stupid. All right, well, whatever. Yeah, I read that. I didn't okay. see it, but I read it. And I was they're also like, okay, eh. and they're also in the show doing like a Back to the Future thing. You know, like how Marty has the picture of his family and they disappear because he's oh. fucking with time. Yeah. Because Adam Strange came back in time to try to prevent something horrible from happening to Superman, right? So he gives sure. him a Superman cape, which is like dissolving. So I think that's going to oh, be like the what? hourglass for the show. They're going to be that's... like, okay, we're running okay. out of Superman cape, therefore actually... Superman is dead. Actually, I actually think that's a cool idea. Not gonna lie, the idea of use of having a Superman cape like that slowly dissolving, then like you have to fix something, and then the cape returns. Right, and that's actually fine. That sounds kind the, of cool. Like no, that's fine. That's not the issue. That the, what's the problem with it is that the story doesn't matter, <laughs> because mm -hmm. all of these things happened already, and nothing went wrong. Because Superman, sh nothing should be affected by this. I don't understand how this is happening. Why is Superman dying? Krypton should be blowing up like it always does. It's yeah, still going to blow up, that nothing has changed. Know. If it doesn't blow up, that means Superman never gets sent to Earth and there's no Superman. So Krypton has to explode. It has to. So why are we trying to save it? Well, they have to delay it to the point that Superman can be born, I guess. I don't well, know. Okay, oh, that, maybe that's the case. But if that's the case, how do they keep Brainiac from blowing up the planet? I don't know. How I does this guy answer, do it? Steve. This sounds really dumb, though. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it does. I don't, Most of it I, takes place in the cantina from Star Wars, so, uh, you know. I don't know. I have issues with shows that use too much time travel, especially like that, where it's like, you know, we have to prevent slash make sure something happens, because it's just, I don't know. Unless also, you do it the really well. Are British. Oh, why are the Kryptonians British? I don't That's weird. I don't like that either. They shouldn't have accents at all. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So are you are you good? So yeah, in my humble opinion, Krypton sucks, and I'm not interested. And there's another episode on that I have just waiting for me to watch, and I I'm not gonna watch it. Okay, okay. Maybe you should do what you what I did with Inhumans and just buckle through so you can watch so you can tell. You me want me to make end. it through season one or something, yeah, and then yeah, do like a I recap. Want, I want you to make it through season one, and then I want you to tell me how bad it was. At the <sighs> end. Fine. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it's all revenge because I was forced to watch Inhumans. I don't remember forcing you to watch Inhumans. Uh, I, I was forced by myself to watch Inhumans, but I'm still okay. I don't know how that's, that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. It, it, it kind of was, but it was for this show. Like that's why. Oh, okay. Well, then for the fans, I will make it through Krypton and I will give a full report about how awesome Krypton is. Oh when... yes. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna do my humble opinion now. So. Um, over this past, this past weekend, I watched Pacific Rim Uprising, uh, which I was actually quite excited about. And in my humble opinion, it's not very good. Oh, man. Okay, so um, the first Pacific Rim was a film that I didn't love, but I appreciated. I really liked the first Pacific Rim. There's a lot to appreciate, but I think, in my opinion, it never, all, it, it didn't quite come together, if that makes sense. There's a lot of weird elements of the first Pacific Rim that kind of threw me off too much to fully invest in it. Like, there was, like, these char- they, these two scientist characters who are, like, these bumbling idiots, and and they, like, they connect their mind to a to a kaiju, and it's really fucking weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, and there's, like, this other character who they have to interact with in order to uh, get a full kaiju brain, because they at first only had, like, a half-dead one, mm. and then they had, had to get a full one so that they could, uh, they could connect their minds to it, so they could use that information to defeat the kaiju. And it was really weird and stupid. And this film, spoiler alert... You've been warned. Doubles down on that because it turns out that one of those scientists, after that happened in the first film, which was by again my least favorite part of the first film, um, he got like infected with the alien brain and it was like talking to him and it made him do all kinds of stupid shit and which basically he was trying to bring about the end of the world and he was trying to bring more kaiju into the world because he was fucking with an alien brain not literally but like metaphorically he was like connecting to this alien brain often oh and he kept this alien brain in a jar in his bedroom and he named her alice Mm. and no one and that was his wife and no one knew that his wife was an alien brain except for him and he was always trying to get his other scientist friend to come over to his house and meet alice who was an alien brain in a jar <laughs> like, no 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 it's normal it's, it's fine it's so it was so over the top and weird and okay the rest of the film i thought like other than that but that's like the main plot so like that was so weird and bizarre that i was having a hard time like caring about the rest of it but the rest of it's okay the main character is played by um what the hell is his name finn from star wars uh, john boyega the main character is played by John Boyega, and while he's not written the best, he's kind of cliche. He's kind of like a Han Solo type character. Like he's mm-hmm. he's this he's this you know lovable rogue asshole who you know has to learn to care about saving the world and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds so, a lot like our Sen friend from Krypton. Yeah, kind of. Um, or I guess I assume it is. Um, but he, I think he does a good job with the role. Like I like John Boyega a lot. And I think that his performance is one of the few things that I really cared about because he was just so fun and inter- and interesting, even though the character was kind of cliche and boring. But it was held up by his performance. Um, other than that, though, like he was really the only character I cared about. The rest of the characters are all really boring in one note. 
like th there's like this young like he has this friend who's like this young like protege who like built her own jaeger and jaegers are the giant robots she built her own jaeger and then she was admitted to the to the academy because she was so impressive because she built her own jaeger and all the other academy students are there and they don't like her because you know we had to work all our lives in order to get to this academy and you just get to waltz right in just because you made your own jaeger and I'm just like, yeah, but she made her own fucking giant robot. Like, is that not Yeah, that impressive? does seem like you'd be able to skip a few grades. Yeah, like, holy fucking shit. Like, she's like this 15-year-old kid who made a robot that she could pilot and roll around. And it, it, like, turned into a – it could, like, sort of turn into, like, a ball and, like, roll around. It was really fucking cool. And I was just like, dude, like, she has every reason to be here, annoying German girl. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, and all of the kids – are like different nationalities like there's like the main girl who's like american and then there's this german girl who hates her and then there's like a hispanic guy and this asian guy and a couple other people who i don't even fucking care about and I, it's just it's like the whole film is like filled to the brim brim with cliches and it doesn't really do anything interesting with them it's just like here's another cliche you know you've got you've got the like mary sue type uh young um, badass who no one believes in. You've got the lovable rogue who has to learn to care. You've got the by-the-numbers badass type character who, you know, has to learn to let loose a little bit and, and it's just, oh my god. It was just tedious is what the film was. It was, it wasn't awful and I think the action scenes by and large, like I really enjoyed them when they finally appeared. You know, when, when the alien, when the, when the kaiju and the Jaegers were fighting, it was pretty fucking cool. I think they did a good job. The action worked. Unlike the first Pacific Rim, which was very dark, and like all of the fights in the first Pacific Rim took place in the ocean. With it, it was it was raining and it was all dark, and there was this big giant robot fighting this big blue alien-looking thing, and you couldn't always tell what was going on very well um, because it was so dark. And I think the reason for that is because back that was like five years ago, and so I think the CGI wasn't perfect back then so they kind of covered it up with rain and darkness <laughs> uh, which is like a ps1 you know, game covering all its <laughs> render with a fog <laughs> yeah kind of like that exactly um but with this one every like all of the fight scenes take place during the day all of the jaegers are bright and colorful the action is crisp and clear you know what they're doing you understand what they're doing it's easy to follow like i i really have nothing but praise for the actual action scenes themselves oh they have like this they have like a, like a sword that comes out of their arm and they have like this this like gravity gun so they can like like activate this little like thing on their hand on their hand and then like it like makes like a gravity well so they can like bring in debris and then punch people with it it was really fucking cool like it was just like damn this is awesome like all of that shit was awesome um but there's a couple other things that i didn't like basically everything related to the actual story was really weak like everything the, ma the main character like i said I've, I've already said the main characters are very cliche but even like the way the plot flows is really weird okay so like the whole film starts out and after the first film um everything is fine they 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 stopped the alien breach and like nothing else is happening the uh, and then suddenly there's a new jaeger that shows up and starts terrorizing people and they have to and they try to fight it but it kicks their asses and then <laughs> 
uh, and then it kills one of the main characters from the first movie. Oh um, no! Which one was I it? I know Mako, the the girl, the Asian girl. <gasps> yeah, uh, and she was actually likable in the first movie. Like I liked her character well enough. In this movie, it's like she's walking around with like a fucking rod like attached to her spine, and she's just walking around, and she has like this blank expression on all the time. And she's just like, yes, hello, please, Jake, I need your help to save the world. I need you to train the next generation of blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it's like, Jesus Christ, lady, fucking emote. So, like, when she <laughs> finally died, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, oh, no, I've done everything yeah, I can to prevent this. Oh, God. Uh, like, the, the saddest thing about her death was that uh, – was – the main character's reaction to it because it was like his, it, she was his adoptive sister. So like they were very close. And so mm. it was really hard. So it was hard for him. Like he was like, he had a great reaction. I mean, John Boyega is such a likable guy that like his reaction was great. It was like the best thing about the whole film in regards to the, like getting me to the emotional place I'm supposed to be anyway. And so that, but so she dies, but while uh, she's, a plane, her helicopter is crashing and as she, as the helicopter is crashing she sends a like a text message or an email to somebody uh relating to a um off-site uh, company island where apparently uh this robot was created i don't know why she knew that but she does so somehow she recognized the robot that killed her and so she sent this message that was all scrambled and then they uh, tried to unscramble it and it made an image and at first the image looked like a kaiju's head but it wasn't a kaiju's head it was the shape of the island that she was apparently trying to send them to and then they go to the island they find that same um not uh, they find that same jaeger that they fought before they defeat it and then they find out that it was a jaeger kaiju hybrid that oh. was that like it was like being powered by a kaiju brain and then they're like what the fuck does this mean who made this and then they find out it was made by this one company and then they go to the company and then they find out that all of like they had they had like a bunch of robots that were all supposed to be automated but the only reason they were automated was because they had kaiju brains Oh no! Oh and no! The, and then the evil scientist guy, who was a good guy in the first film, and is now fucking the alien uh, with his mind. Yep. That yep, guy. Yep. Uh, he he was just like, yes, this is my evil plan. Blah blah blah. Oh, and he's played by Charlie Day from fucking. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Have you ever seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. Okay, you know the guy with the really high-pitched voice? Oh, the horrible one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm with that you. one. I'm with That's you. That's the guy. That's the main villain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Like, he's the guy. And he has – he plays it just like he does in, in It's Always Sunny. So, like, he has this super high-pitched voice, and he's just like, well, I don't know what you wanted me to do, man. I mean, I had this kaiju in my brain, and I just – I needed to make more and blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then uh, he starts talking, and then, like, the kaiju that's in his brain takes over, and suddenly his voice goes, like, really deep and is really fucking stupid and hilarious. Like, he's sitting there, and he's just like, I don't know, man. And now I am the kaiju, blah, blah, blah.
it's so fucking dumb, and it's so unintentionally hilarious, the way that they do this. Like, holy fucking shit. We were talking about miscasting before. I have no fucking idea why Charlie Day is playing this character. And, like, holy fucking shit, he's terrible in this. Like, like really, really fucking bad, and it's just sad to watch. Anyway... So, he is the one who did everything, and then he activates all of his drone guys, and then they start making portals, and then they have to... And then we find out that they were trying to get to Mount Fuji, because if they get to Mount Fuji, they can make a giant mega portal that can, apparent, uh -huh, that can apparently, uh -huh. you know, destroy the world. So they have to stop the kaijus from getting to Mount Fuji, but all of the... All of the Jaeger pilots are apparently gone or some shit. I don't know what the fuck happened, but apparently they all died in the initial attack because the only two people... Like, there's the two main characters. There's John Baega and the other guy who doesn't matter. They can pilot one Jaeger, and then all the other Jaegers... The Jaegers are fine, but th all of the pilots are dead or something? I don't fucking know. So they all have to be piloted by guess who? The students! Of course! You know, so, of so all of the fucking children and the main two characters, they all have to go out in the field with only four Jaegers and they have to go and just and and to fight the fight the 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 monsters. There's three of them, and they have to de they have to destroy them before they get to Mount Fuji and destroy the world. And then they go and they're fighting, and the action is fun, and it's like, yay! You know, I clapped, I clapped. It was a good time. And then all of the monsters combine to form a mega monster. I still don't know how the fuck they were able to manage that, but it's like a fucking Power Rangers. With the power of friendship. Yeah. So all of the monsters were able to combine and more form a mega monster, and then all of the other all of the Jaegers get ripped to shreds except for the main one. Uh, and then the main one launches itself into fucking orbit and then comes back down in order to like punch it really hard, I guess. Oh my god. Sounds amazing. <laughs> like, it is kind of fun if you just kind of turn off your brain. It kind of reminds me of the end of this, the, the Power Rangers movie where they, like, suplex Goldar. Yeah, it is a lot like that. As a matter of fact, um, this was pointed out by someone I follow on YouTube, but um, this film feels like it was Pacific Rim's Pacific Rim and Transformers had a baby. And then that baby was raised by the Power Rangers. That's what this film feels like. Like, it, like it, everything, it's like Pacific Rim, but it, everything is much faster and more fluid, kind of like Transformers. And it's more funny, kind of like Transformers. Uh, it's not nearly as lewd, which is a plus. Um, and then they decided that they wanted to be as similar to Power Rangers as humanly possible. Because so, they have, like, it's, it's just, it's really, okay, I'll tell you this. The film is a lot of fun if you're willing to go in, not take it seriously, and you're just looking for a good time with robots that punch giant monsters. If that's and I am, if you I are am. okay with that, if you just want to see cool shit happen, then go for it. You'll enjoy it. Just don't expect a riveting drama because it is not, and like it not even a little bit. It's super cheesy. It's super dumb. And for people who like that kind of thing, it can be a good time. But if you're like me and you wanted something, I don't know, just a little bit more quality. Not that. Yeah, more, a little bit more quality. It, it, it's it's pretty dumb. I do hope that they make a sequel, and I do hope that they can maybe get the dynamic better in the sequel. 
Oh, and at the end of the sequel, at the end of this movie, they have an after credit scene where they tell you that. Yep. Yep. Where mm-hmm. they tell you that they're they're gonna go into, you know, they're gonna they're gonna fight the the monsters on their own turf. They're gonna go into the monsters' dimension and they're gonna kill them. The monsters' oh, dimension. Oh yeah, that's the thing. That, that's where all the kaiju come from. Is that they're from another dimension and they're gonna go there oh, and they're gonna fight them on good. their own turf. They're gonna fight yep. back. Uh, yeah. So. Wow. I, if I had to give this one a number, I'd probably give it. If I'm being if I'm being nice, I'd give it a six out of ten. It's ju- it's it's just a bit above average, and the only reason it's above average is because of John Boyega, who's extremely likable, and because of the fights, which are fun and and well choreographed and easy to follow, which are all things I enjoy. So, yes, it's above average. That's all I can say for it. And Charlie Day should not be in the movie anymore. Oh my god. Get rid of his character. I was hoping he died, but he did not die. And I was sad. <laughs> it's a shame about that. Okay. So that's it then. So we are right. now officially going to move on to um, Random Encounters, which is the part of the show where Steve and I pick two characters and have them have them encounter each other in a random fashion, and we decide who would win in this encounter. And it's all fun and games. Don't take it too seriously. We're just doing this because we're nerds and it's enjoyable for us and hopefully for you at home. So I'm going to pick – ooh, I don't know. I'm going to join Phil Coulson. Phil Coulson from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I can defend him. He has a robotic hand that can make – What? Oh, yeah. He has a robotic hand that can make a blue energy shield. Yeah. Okay. And other stuff, too, but that's basically That's it. whatever, dude. Yeah. All right. I believe you. All right. So I got uh, I got wild, actually, so I get to pick somebody. Cool. Um, I pick... Who do we talk about today? I pick, I pick Superman. Superman. Okay, cool. Superman. Oh, I'm fine. Uh, all right. Uh, the contest is who's hottest. Oh, man. Superman. Damn it. Okay. Coulson looks like a foot, <laughs> and Superman's got that boyish uh, farm boy yeah. charm, and he's got the curly yeah, yeah. cue. All right. Yeah, fine. Superman definitely wins. And a jawline that could cut diamonds. <laughs> Dude, I, I – like, Henry Cavill is a fucking god, I swear to god. Like, have you – did you see his shirtless scene in Man of Steel? I'm not, I'm not homosexual, but I thought about it when I saw that scene. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought about it. I considered it. Oh, my gosh. I didn't want to keep my options open. <laughs> Okay. So yeah. Well, no. Superman wins. Like you always does. You win does. that one easily. And, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Clark Gregg. You're just you're not as sexy as as Superman. <laughs> sorry. We can't all be that yeah. sexy. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Right. Uh, I want to say Deadpool, but fuck that. I'm gonna pick uh, Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got Captain America. Alrighty. All right, and the contest is who's better at Guitar Hero? Ooh, okay, okay. Oh, all right. So Captain America is the kind of guy to be very confused by the very existence of Guitar Hero, and he probably wouldn't give a shit about it. He would just be like, yes, but is there any truth and justice I can I can fight for in the Guitar Hero? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have any songs he likes, no, probably. probably not. There's no big band music yeah, out no, there. There's, there's, there's no... There's no 1920s swing, uh, but oh my god, um, yeah, I I don't think that 
he would be very good at Guitar Hero. Now, granted, Oberyn Martell doesn't know anything about technology because he lives in the Game of Thrones universe. But you know what he does know how to do? He's got good yeah, fingers. Yeah, too. I was just about to say, like, he, <laughs> he he's very good with his fingers. Uh, and he's – so I would imagine that he would – and I he also likes to have a good time. And I imagine he'd be more willing to give Guitar Hero a shot than Captain America would. Captain America would just be like, this is dumb and I don't like it. Like, I just want to go home and 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 fight for truth. <laughs> fight for yeah, truth. That. So I, Justice I and the American way. Oberyn Martell would be more willing to learn how to do it because he would think it would be really cool. Whereas Captain America would think it was – extraneous and and unnecessary <laughs> extraneous yes so i, I all right I, I, fair I enough argue for Oberyn martell yes okay nice okay i won one so now i need to pick one more uh, i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with iron man uh because john favreau directed iron man so iron man okay uh i pulled krillin <laughs> oh good Thank God. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know what we would have done without Krillin around. Sensubin. All right. Uh, and the oh, the contest is uh, who has a better enemy. Uh, this is interesting. Hmm. Do we count Krillin's enemies as the same as the other Z fighter enemies, just inherently because they're all on the same team against I them? I suppose. I mean, I don't know if Krillin has any other enemies to speak of, so you kind of really. have to do that. But I mean, even then, I mean. I guess Iron Man doesn't have any, like, super amazing enemies like, I don't know, Batman or Spider-Man does. But at the same time, I mean, you've got, like, Fing Fang Foom and, like, Whiplash and Iron Monger. Like, he has a decent... And Justin Hammer and Titanium yeah. Man and, uh... A lot of, a lot of guys in metal suits. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, whereas with Krillin, like, he doesn't really have his own villain and the only real villain that the team has like what like fucking uh i would say well okay shit. first of all they all they're all villains i mean you could say boo you could yeah, say frieza you could say cell you could say anybody from dragon ball super because they're all trying to kill everybody else you know i've never watched dragon ball super but well, okay. well you missed out it was okay. good but anyway i mean I, just just for the sake of fame i mean honestly like I, I'm a big fan of Cell. I think Cell's pretty Cell bad. Cell is pretty cool. So I, I guess I... And then Boo's, Boo's real good, and Frieza's real good. I guess if I had to... Frieza's overrated, if, if but he's really good. If we're going to include the, like, grander villains... <clears throat> okay, okay, wait. Now, if we're going to say that, if we're going to say that um, Krillin gets to... Because he's a member of the Z-Team, or whatever the fuck they're called, um, that you can include all them, then Iron Man is a member of the Avengers. So you'd have to, by extension, include all the Avengers villains. Like Doctor Doom and Thanos okay. and people like that. That seems only fair. Okay. And Doctor. All right, but are we considering? All right, are we are we considering them to be only Iron Man's villains versus only Krillin's villains? Then. Okay, I don't know. I mean, because like I mean, nobody nobody ever singled out Krillin like I want a piece of that. <laughs> That's never I guess happened. There's Android 18. Are we also? But that was about it. Well, no, she just wanted to you know rock his little world. <laughs> And also, are we only assuming that things he actually participates in the fight in? Because he barely fought anybody in in especially Dragon Ball Z. Like he was on Namek, but he didn't fight 
Frieza. Actually, I think I he mean... did fight Frieza. I, I'm pretty sure. No, he got killed by Frieza. He did well, not he fight Frieza. He attempted to fight Frieza. He just died, but he still not, fought. Not even really that. Okay. Not even really that. It was first. It was Vegeta. Then it was Piccolo. Then it was Goku. Oh, wow. Jeez. Okay. Well, never mind. Yes, Krillin sucks. Uh, I, okay. If we were to include, and he still died. If we were to include the group that Krillin is in and all of the villains associated with that. Then you have to do the same thing by extension for Iron Man, and Avengers has some pretty damn good villains. Like who? I think either way, Iron Man takes it because if we're doing only their villains specifically, Krillin doesn't yeah. have any. And if we're doing all of them, I bet you could find an Avengers villain that's better than Cell. And yeah, I, I would say Iron Man wins this war. Then, okay. Okay, I would agree. Awesome. That means I won. I know you won the last time. I don't know what the exact score is, but I know I won this time. That's what matters. So I won. That's fun. Well, we're starting score next week, so it doesn't oh, okay. matter. okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Those are the complaints <laughs> this week. If you can't complain, share it with your friends. Bye.